What's up, everybody? This is Chris Ford. You're listening to The Divide, episode one. I'm here with my good friends, Dr. John Wordsworth over in Stockholm. Hey, how's it going, Chris? Oh, well, apparently uh, massive, some sort of time delay going on there, but I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be on the line with you today. I'm also here with Lord Benjamin Dodson over in, um, I'm not sure where you are these days. You're in Leicester, aren't you? Yeah, unfortunately. Are you still uh, are you still using the lordship? Uh, I'm not no. Are you not? Okay. No. Did you have to give it back? I was never a lord, Chris. I thought you bought a lordship <laughs> on the internet once, didn't you? No, no, no I didn't. No. Okay. Well, uh, there we go. Revelations like... episode one. Revelations. We should call it <laughs> the divide episode oh, one. How God. well do we actually know our friends? I thought you had a lordship. The thing is now, I'm going to look up whether I can buy a lordship. You can, but all you do is you just legally change your name. So your first name literally becomes Lord. But if I was going to be, if I was going to choose a title, I'd choose Count, obviously. Uh, I have to to ask though, would it be Lord Doctor or Doctor Lord? I think Lord would override Doctor. I don't think you could be both. Oh, man. Well, Doctor took like five years. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I mean, you could be Lord John Wordsworth, PhD. And I am just Doctor Mr. Ford. That's, uh, no fancy <laughs> titles here. I didn't work hard enough. I did not study hard enough at school. I don't, and I and I don't have enough money to have a lordship. I'm just a plain old Mister. <laughs> anyway, nice so the reason that it's we are here on. Yeah, we're here on our first episode of the flagship of uh, The Divide. Thanks very much for tuning in. We're here to talk to you uh, every fortnight about all of the best news in games, in tech, general geekery. And uh, the only thing that we guarantee is that at least one of you will laugh at least once. Is that all right? Only once. That's all we can guarantee. Yeah, we guaranteed one laugh. If you get more than one laugh, then then it's just an absolute bonus. Every time, every time you laugh, you have to listen to another episode. Put a penny in the pot, you know. Just think of us. No refunds. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> right. So, um, guys, we've all decided to come together to record this podcast because we have a long history of uh, of of radio together. When we were all students, we used to be on student radio, and uh, to be honest, we were we were extremely good at it, which is why we've decided that the world has been denied. Our audio talents for long enough. We've decided to come back together. Um, let's just have a little bit of a, a going around the room here, and uh, maybe you want to say a little something about yourself. We won't do this every week, but uh, seeing as it's our first episode, we can. Do you want to uh, tell people what you do? Shall I go first, or shall I? Uh, shall I? Uh, I'll go last. I'll go last. We'll go. Uh, we'll go with the person who's furthest north. Is that not John in uh, Stockholm? Probably is, yeah. I'm around Scotland. Yeah, t- tell us so, about uh, yourself, John. Well, not cool. So uh, I'm currently living in Stockholm. I'm working for a badass game developer. So uh, living the dream now that I've got my you know PhD. That's obviously what you get it for. Uh, um, but no, so I'm just a general programmer geek, really, and I love gaming and Apple. Surprisingly. I'm sitting here with my Apple laptop, my Apple iPad, my iPhone, and my iWatch. A little um, so, li- sorry, Apple. Just just a, a fun fact is uh, we all, when we were together at uni, we all, I believe, had PCs and then we've all independently joined the Apple Fold and then come back <laughs> together 
with uh, with <laughs> with uh, just a complete disdain for Windows that we've all developed individually and independently. I think that comes with uh, having a bit more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're a student, and, 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 you've and, got and 300 a little bit, quid for a laptop, and a little bit more sense, maybe. And um, John, you're working for a games company in Stockholm. Is it true that you now own Vampire the Masquerade? Certain, uh, not me personally. I mean, that'd be friggin' awesome if I did. But um, would be good. Yes, uh, Paradox Interactive have acquired White Wolf as of a couple of days ago. So uh, that's pretty so spectacular. We'll have to wait and see what comes out of that. Deal. So, yeah. Not um, only is that spectacular, it's also just... dated this episode horribly, just in case we don't go out within minutes <laughs> of recording. So that was my fault. My bad, everyone. I won't do I will try not to do that. But of course, there will be people listening. I think it's time, but it's time. I forgot be... about Vampire Masquerade, and that game completely shit me up. <laughs> like, within about 20 minutes, so I stopped playing it. So I think I've only played, like, the first half an hour. Uh, you're thinking oh. about the video game, which was I awesome. am, yeah. But I mean, obviously, it was based on the tabletop RPG, yeah, from years past. So, and we've also just established um, a rule about whether or not we're going to swear on the show. I've just noticed. So, uh, well done, Ben. It's good. That yes, was a, that was a question that needed to be asked. Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself while you are while you're on the line. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm on a radio, like phone in. Like. <laughs> and oh was your God. answer A, I think B, you're the only or one C? Can- <laughs> text Ben the to only eight thirty one thirty two. Don't actually text that because it's not a number that exists. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm a iPhone developer uh, living in Leicester, um, and I basically just do freelance work. I used to run a, a game called Wallaby, but I sold it about a month ago, uh, which was nice. So now I just do work for freelance clients uh, when I'm not generally being rude to them because I'm not a big fan of people or stupidity. So it does not go well with my client work. In fact, I had a big falling out with a client this week um, because they were a bit too sensitive and I was a bit too rude. So that's me. Can you share a bit more? So or is, it, is, not... that, is that a client, no, no, <laughs> client developer confidentiality? Yeah. No, basically I, I, I said... Uh, uh, you're a liar and you've not given me the stuff that you promised you would. And then he got pissy because uh, I did that in front of all the other people on his team and he got upset about it. So, I can't but what can you do? More. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's probably best, isn't it, when you don't like people to actually be self employed and uh, and work remotely. I think that's a very good good idea. <laughs> Yes, and have your have your entire income dependent on them. Yeah, <laughs> the only way I can... and your relationships with people. It's yes. The only way I can feign niceness. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Luckily, you're not using your real name on this podcast; otherwise, nobody would use you anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> oh uh, well, um, a little bit about me. I am um, I'm I don't lead anywhere near as exciting a life as either of these other two guys. I am a uh, well, I'm a, a website developer, really, but I've just recently started working in the most archaic programming language ever known to man um uh i'm using uh, q basic now for a living <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's not it's not entirely that bad um so yeah i'm uh, i'm i guess i'm a software developer but i really i don't really know what i'm doing with that so i i still class myself as a web developer because i actually know how to do that 
And you're planning on joining the 21st century sometime this year? Um, yeah, I, I was thinking, I've heard there's this new language out called C++ that I might check out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and maybe, um, maybe J++. <laughs> <laughs> We laughed, but that, that was would a thing, wasn't it? J plus plus was a was a thing. Was it plus plus then? And like Microsoft had a language that was like J something. Didn't yeah, it? they had they had Visual J plus plus, I think, at one point, and then they eventually gave up and just named it after C instead. Sounds like an STD. Yeah, C, absolutely. J sharp and J plus plus. Yeah, I see both. Yeah, it's just a thing. Well, here we go. We've uh, probably already made a significant proportion of our audience switch off their iPods now. Um, hey, I've got written down here on my schedule. IPods. Who the hell has an iPod? <laughs> Who has an iPod? It sounds like we're recording this like 10 years ago, Chris. Hang on, they still sell iPods, don't they? No one's listening to podcasts on iPods. Oh. Yeah, they still sell iPods, like an iPod Touch, but, you know, who's listening to a podcast on an iPod? Well, hey, look, look I'm, a, I'm a basic programmer. What do I know about technology? <laughs> I, I think the only people that buy iPods are like eight-year-old kids because they're not allowed phones, but they're allowed an iPod Touch. I'm not getting my kid an, or an iPod. iPod. He, can have one of those, well, no, uh, he can have one of those rubbish ones that cost 30 quid and you can't actually control it. Is that the shuffle? <laughs> or the Nano? Uh, yeah, it looks funny. Yeah. The Nano? Most pointless iPod ever. Anyway, all right, all right. You can make your, you can make Alice to grow up like we did, you know, with crappy Windows machines until he hits a certain age. <laughs> so I, I'm yeah, not a complete barbarian, honestly. <laughs> I've, I've, I've toiled so that he can grow up in a Mac household. <laughs> privilege. That's what privilege is nowadays. Hey, I've got here on my schedule um, that we were going to talk about any cool news does anyone have any news i've got some news actually that's just literally breaking do you want to hear my news i'm i've been i've (laughs) I've been ripped off right on amazon not ripped off well kind of ripped off cheated i say i've been cheated i've been cheated i uh i was on amazon the other day and i saw somebody was selling um about a hundred quids worth of magic the gathering cards for six pounds and thought oh brilliant i'm that they've totally done that by mistake so i ordered it and uh and they've just sent me an email saying you ain't getting those i'm like surely if it's advertised at that price i i'm i i think i i need to look into this so if you're listening a1 toys i'm on to you <laughs> not my problem it's not my fault that you messed up your pricing okay i want my i want my 360 magic the gathering cards anyway <laughs> That's my news. Awesome. A1 Toys. <laughs> We're out to get you. I thought we might, uh, thought we might very quickly want to sort of talk about the new Apple TV. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. Go on, ta- talk about the his, Apple TV. Got his yesterday, right? Yeah, but John's had an Apple TV for a while, haven't you? Because you've got one from work. You've got one of the developer kits. Yeah, I've borrowed one of the developer devices for the last few weeks, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, totes, I'm going to go and buy my own today. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Totes gel. Yes. <laughs> you can tell you used to be a teacher on the device. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Anyway, go on. Tell us about this yeah. Apple TV, because it's the sort of thing that I would like one, but I think it's horribly, horribly overpriced. And so I've still well, got the last one. I mean, 
I mean, the, the new Apple TV is, is meant to be more than the old Apple TV, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's overpriced. It is more, it's significantly more. That's the problem. But I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's overpriced. It's just different. It's meant to be, you know, a, a machine that runs apps now. So the old one was just the hardware you needed to render HD video, and that was it. Now it's got a proper processor inside it with all the all the usual stuff, so it can run apps a bit like your other iOS devices. So. Um, so I think it's a different device, so to say it's overpriced is a little bit. And half the price is actually the remote, because if you want to buy a new remote for it, that costs £65, but the device itself is 120 So <laughs> more than half the price is the remote. That's pretty insane. But it's a, it's a pretty cool device. I mean, I haven't actually played with the App Store yet, so I suspect uh, ah. Ben's probably had more of an experience with it than I have, because I've been throwing my own random demo apps at it, but... Well, the App Store is difficult just because it basically, I mean, the problem with iOS in general is that it has no discoverability because you have the top charts and then you have got like, you can go into like games and it'll list some games and you can see a chart of just games. The Apple TV has none of that. It has featured stuff and search. There's no, nothing in between. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're making a game, the chances of it being... Uh, downloaded are slim um but i downloaded a couple of things um mainly iphone games that i already owned uh so alto's adventure like the damn snowboarding game that's quite fun and looks great on the full tv um ocean horn is a good game um, that i've never really played um i bought it because it's supposed to be great uh, it's like an old tiny zelda but in 3d um but I, I never really clicked with me on the ipad or the Phone, even with a MFI controller, uh, but on the Apple TV with a proper controller, it's wonderful. Really, really nice. Looks great. Um, and then the other game I played was uh, the Rayman game, which launched with it, which is free. And again, that looks great. It looks just like an Xbox uh, Rayman game. Um, cool. Plays really well. And then I tried a few apps, like the Netflix app. It's pretty good, and you can do the universal search. So yesterday I was uh, watching Dexter and said, uh, show me season four of Dexter, and then it just popped up, let me select the episode, and then it said, do you want to watch it for free on Netflix, or do you want to buy it on iTunes? <laughs> um, so yes, it's, it's really good. works nicely. The, um, there's a lot of improvements to make to it, and I think a later version of it will be really, really good. Um, but for now, it's a, it's a decent upgrade on what was there previously. Cool. That's cool. And is the unit itself bigger because it looked like it was pretty chunky when they yeah. announced it it's the same as the existing black hockey puck one but right. it's taller right so it's like, yeah it's, it's like two not much bigger though i'd say it's probably the height of two of them of the old ones okay but it's not massive or anything well that's cool uh not, i can't imagine that i'm gonna get the new consoles. apple tv anytime soon um but Can i you get an xbox one first of all uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I'll just add it onto my my list. I, look, I was trying to buy cheap Ma Magic the Gathering cards, right? I'll. Uh... <laughs> I think I think really Chris needs to buy a book on programming languages from year two thousand onwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a decent internet connection. <laughs> and a decent what? Internet connection. Internet well, connection. Yeah. I can't yeah. help my internet. Oh, the irony. Yeah. Yes. All right. Shall yeah. we talk about some games then? Yeah. Right. So yeah, today, yeah. Uh, the main point of today's episode is we were gonna we we're gonna try and compile a list of of our favorite games. Now, this is really come from a conversation about 
that we were having before we started recording the episode about games that we keep going back to. Okay, so we're not necessarily talking about modern games, although actually I, I don't know what games you guys are going to bring to the table, and uh, likewise you don't well, you don't know what I'm bringing to the table. So I mean, there might be some some very new games in the mix here, but I suspect that we're probably looking at games that are at least a couple of years old. Is this right? I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, I think we should, um, well, for me at least, I'm going to try and pick what I think are genuinely good games that I would play. Quite a lot of time you go back through these lists and you see games that are like, this is the best game ever. But you think, yeah, but I'm never actually going to go back and play it. So yeah. I've tried to pick games that I think, you know what, I actually would still sit down and play this game. Like, Yeah, if, yeah. If I got watchdogged, you know, like a good game that I thought got excited about and it was not quite so good when it came out, I'd go back and play this sort of game instead. So these are my watchdog games that I would fall back to when I get disappointed. That's a good but show. But we still play. I mean, I'm IGN. And we're just talking just... about PC games. Yeah. No, not necessarily. Um, are we? I don't. Whatever, really. I mean, a couple of my games are available both on PC and on consoles. All right. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, go on. I, I thought we were talking PC games, but I was going to say that it's amusing just because none of us actually <laughs> uses PCs anymore. We well, just that's, use Macs. It's true. So it's true, yeah. they're games that are so good that we actually play them on Windows. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> games so good that we, we will sully ourselves with a, with a Windows experience. And like, yeah. um, IGN just recently published a list of, of what they consider to be the 100 greatest games ever made. And I have to say that... <laughs> I disagreed with pretty much everything in their top 10, um, including mo- virtually their entire top five and definitely their number one game. And so uh, this is obviously an incredibly subjective um, experience, isn't it? Because everybody will just have their own. But that's the idea of doing it between us, I guess. We can we can discuss. The issue with IGN doing a list as well is that they're invariably going to choose a top 10 which are contentious so that people talk about it and share it. So it's quite mm-hmm. clickbaity. Like if you choose something terrible as number one, then everyone goes, oh, no, that's terrible. Oh, have you read this? And then they get loads of money through the advertising. Or not, because we all block our ads, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, actually. But maybe, I think, maybe, uh... maybe we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what, we'll try. What's the greatest we'll game ever made? Chips, for you. Mm. chips challenge. <laughs> yeah. We'll do um... the contentious bit for you so that, you know... You don't have to fight over what's the best. You can just listen to us and we'll tell you. It's fine. That's true. Okay, John, what's, what's a game on your list that you want to bring to the table? Oh, now this is a, the first one. This is, this is pretty cool. It means you can't gazump me. I think I'm going to have to go with Warcraft 3. Okay. Because um, that was an awesome strategy game. And obviously... Most of the games we picked today, I think, are going to be like from a series of games because they're good enough to, to spawn sequels. But I think, uh, I think Warcraft Three fits my criteria for something that I would still go back and play today. Mm. It's not too dated that I look at it now and go, it was good, but Ugh. plus it runs on Mac. Um, it does. <laughs> it's interesting because obviously, go on. Well, I was going to say Warcraft Three is not on my list but i did think about it um and i do have um you know blizzard stuff on my list actually i think we could probably all agree that 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 anyone's list of top games should 
and probably would contain at least one Blizzard game because pretty much everything they produce is just spectacular. Mm, without a doubt. And they're, they're not afraid to refine either to make things better. So, um, yeah. What is it about uh, War 3 in particular that, that, that you chose then? Are we talking think, without the expansion as well, just like vanilla Warcraft 3? Are we talking Frozen Throne? Well, I guess now we're talking Frozen Throne because, you know, that's what I have. <laughs> so that's how I would play it if I was to go back to it now. But I mean, just Warcraft 3 in general, with or without expansions, when it came out, it was, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the first, but it was definitely one of the first to do the kind of, it's not just an RTS, because you get your hero and you go around and level up by killing mooks. Mm. Um, and the fact it came with its level editor meant that it spawned so many mods and custom maps and and the power that came with that meant we have Dota, obviously, like, Dota came from Warcraft 3. Um, yes, of course it did. So I think uh, just the pure flexibility of what came with the modding tools meant you could keep playing this game over and over and over with all the different mods. It wasn't like, ah, I'm done. I didn't play it massively in multiplayer back in the time because I guess back when it came out, multiplayer was kind of, you know, you had to have a good net connection, which wasn't taken for granted like it is nowadays. But I don't know, everything from the, the visual style, you know, the kind of, cartoony style so it doesn't date badly even if you play it now obviously some of the textures are not high red or anything but you can still play it and it looks like a good game yeah there's a lot of variation in all the different races you play so you actually felt like ah oh, gonna play the night out so this is this is different to when i was playing the humans um it was yeah, just difficult it was, it was a really diff- challenging game as well i don't think i ever completed the frozen throne campaign um it was it was a really tough game and actually getting getting through just the orc campaign i think in in vanilla warcraft 3 which is the i think the third out of four that mm. it was a really difficult campaign i seem i can't remember which missions it was that gave me the most trouble but you know you you it's not the sort of game that you would go back to lightly you know that you're still going to get a challenge even years on you know experiencing it I, and i think that that is a really good aspect of that game yeah agreed but uh, but it's awesome I mean, yeah i've awesome. noticed that ben hasn't said uttered a word so maybe <laughs> maybe he's sitting there thinking god i hate warcraft so much i've never played it have you not <laughs> have so you... it's not going to make the top the top game okay. today i guess <laughs> okay interesting Okay, fair enough. Well, Ben, all right, what, tell us a game that's on your list. Well, I had a hard time choosing between uh, two that are similar, but different in their own ways. And the two games are Portal 2 and Half-Life 2. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to choose Portal 2 just because it's a game that I have gone back and replayed, mm-hmm. whereas Half-Life 2 I haven't so much. I've thought about it a few times, but I haven't actually done it. Mm. And both are available on Mac now, thanks to steam um so they're easily replayable um but portal 2 is a a great game it's one of those rare things where the sequel is better than the original in my opinion um just because the original portal was a a small little extra bundle Mm. um, game that i think only took about two or three hours maybe and it was an amazing game but portal 2 just went so much further with it uh by adding more difficult puzzles, mm. uh, but really in the way that the story evolved, because the first one didn't really have a huge amount of story because you just go through these different labs and then you have the awesome bit when you escape and you go <laughs> through the back passages of the uh, facility. But in Portal 2, 
a huge amount of it is set in the original testing facilities from like the 1950s and you can mm-hmm. see it starting off as like uh, them training astronauts and stuff for their experiments and then by the end of it they're just getting homeless people off the street just to try anything mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to do and the way that the story evolves through that is is great as well as the gameplay mechanics the graphics are still good um they still add updates to it um i went onto Steam the other day um, and they'd put an update to say, first of all, that uh, Portal 2 was in the new LEGO Dimensions game, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but it's very, very good. Uh, but the, they'd also done an update so it works with uh, the new Steam controller. They're doing mm. some stuff to make it work with uh, three, uh, sorry, uh, virtual reality goggles and stuff. So it's still a fairly regularly updated game, despite the fact that they have changed nothing in type, the game itself. They've also ported it to NVIDIA's Android devices, which is pretty cool. So you can play it on the NVIDIA Shield tablet. Uh, You'd have to actually own an Android device for that, which which I think would make you not cool enough to um, <laughs> to deserve to play Portal 2. But it's an NVIDIA Android device. If you're going to get an Android device, it should be an NVIDIA one. I think I'd rather get a Windows phone. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, a great game, um, and even just little things like the way it starts, where you wake up in like the incubation facility, and then mm-hmm. Wheatley turns up, voiced by Stephen Merchant, who I can't stand usually, but in this he's great. He's uh, spectacular, isn't he? It was just when they said he was going to be in it, it just seemed like the stupidest idea, but he was so good in that game. It was a really amazing touch, I thought. It was it's incredible, and I love the way that it sort of starts off saying, right, okay, can you look up and the controls when you press it makes you look down, and he's just like, all right, might be suffering a bit of brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. great game. Yeah, oh, there's so much character, that's what yeah. I like about it. You it's... constantly feel like you're in a, a, like a, a fun world that you want to be in. And the mechanics are just, you know, I mean, they could they could put out, endless portal games and i would probably want to play them because i never get tired of playing with that portal gun um and i'm i'm glad that you didn't say half-life 2 actually because i just i i i don't i'm not a massive fan of half-life 2 i don't quite know why everyone loves it so much but portal 2 i can totally get behind that it was uh, such an inspired choice ben well done i think i completely agree with the your initial analysis you're like half-life 2 at the time was like amazing but I keep thinking I should go back and play it and never do, whereas Portal mm. 2 I would. Mm. So I think just in terms of longevity, Portal 2 picks the post, even if Half-Life 2 may have been more you know, all at the time. I never really understood the Half-Life story, and I still don't really understand how it all works in the universe and stuff, where Portal I can get behind. But mm. I can't talk about Half-Life 2 without bringing up the fact that we got it on launch day. Well, I say we. John, John got it on launch day. I think we, we all did. A, I think we did, but we went to a supermarket to buy it. And yeah. you got it on disc, and it was one of the first games that you... It, it basically like decrypted it and then unlocked it via the internet yeah. to play it so that people could preload it and stuff. And I sat in John's house <laughs> and watched him install it which took four and a half hours because it was decrypting all this stuff and it was so slow and the servers were jammed. And then it finished and I was like, oh, thank God. And he's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I never got to see him play the bloody thing. 
Yeah, it's like two in the morning when it, it was. Sun, wasn't it? It was just like, I'm beat. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Watching your progress for up to four hours has just done me in. That's an excellent memory. I'm really glad that you chose to share that today. <laughs> right, what's your what's your game, Chris? Um, th- my first game is probably a game that I I have replayed again and again like over the last 15 years i think um it's a game as about as old as visual basic and um thanks to the good people at gog.com i have just recently managed to uh i know um, what's coming get a copy again that works it doesn't work on a mac sadly i've had to dig out my old pc for it um but um that game is dungeon keeper 2 I wrote it down before you finished. Yeah, yeah. I just I love that game so much because it is it's just the whole fact of turning the the traditional um, the traditional sort of fantasy setting on its head and actually being you know being charged with with creating a, a dungeon in order to to actually stop the heroes from from getting their treasure and stuff. And it's just such a clever idea and um I just love going back to that game so much. And I I was I remember when I discovered that they had made a mobile app version and I was so excited. I've never had such a level of excitement and then such a level of bitter bitter disappointment as i did in the day that i discovered that dungeon keeper 2 existed on mobile because they took just the best one of my favorite game properties and just absolutely ruined it and it's a real shame because they could have just basically rebuilt dk2 with modern colorful graphics if that's what people sell and and I, I would have been all over that, you know, if it's yeah. just basically Dungeon Keeper 2 with some colourful imps and, you know, all the new pretty graphics. But how are all the assets? <laughs> but no, microtransactions are the future. This is yeah. a, a great choice of a game because I have numerous times installed virtual machines on my Mac just so I can play this game Yeah, uh, repeatedly. It's a brilliant game. Even just the sort of humour in it, mm. like you have one of the species is a mistress and you have to make her a torture chamber where she just screams and you, like to rest you have to put her in it. Yeah. So you drop her on like the little torture wheel and she basically just tortures herself to heal. To <laughs> so, heal herself up, yeah. It's a great game. No, it's so, I love the, the, the humour in the campaign as well, you know, like uh, games try to do humour quite a lot and they never... They never seem to get it right. It either seems a bit too goofy or, or not. But this actually was genuinely funny, you know? In a way, it's similar to uh, Portal in the sense that you have the the voice is... I don't think you ever really know who it is. Is no. it the, the, the some sort of mentor above you that talks mm-hmm. to you? But just when he comes out with things like, your dungeon is on an incline, angry creatures cannot play marbles. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <clears throat> you get the usual things like your dungeon has been breached. Jackpot winner. It. <laughs> yeah. it is payday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I use I get really cross when I play that game and if a hero tunnels into my dungeon because I like I like to keep everything neat and it really annoys me when I suddenly end up with a hole in the wall. Yeah. That's why you have to destroy them. Exactly. I, uh, it's because they ruin my dungeon. 
hundreds of imps just to go around and like make the walls solid and then like do some symmetry and it really irritates me when you get like bits of rock that you can't cut through and i'm like oh, mm. that's where i want to put the lair <laughs> i remember a time about 10 years ago that i it was um it was just one of the times that i was rediscovering this game because it's got so, such replayability and my housemates at the time um and i we were we just started playing it over lan and there were three of us and um i'll i'll just remember when my housemate um i think i was using i was using some spells that sort of let me unveil the map and i basically worked out the entire layout of his dungeon i produced about two or three dozen imps and i just tunneled around completely around the outside of his dungeon and then i just tagged all of the walls at once and tunneled the entire thing in and it basically just it completely <laughs> collapsed open his dungeon and i just poured all of my creatures in it was the most satisfying win i've <laughs> ever had so much fun awesome i i wish i'd played that more in multiplayer um, maybe one day in six months or so we'll do like a a live session on YouTube or something. That would be good. Yeah. We should definitely. Dungeon Keeper 2. We should definitely do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. We'll put that yeah, down as idea we... number two. <laughs> before we move on, uh, yeah. have either played either Dungeons 2 or War for the Overworld? Because they're both modern games trying to fill the same niche. I wanted um, to play Dungeons 2, but it got awful reviews. Dungeons 1 did. Dungeons 2 has got better reviews. Dungeons right. 1, I think... People were expecting a dungeon keeper, you know, like sequels, what's well, a spiritual successor. Mm. But the reality was it was something else. Whereas I think Dungeons Two is trying to do more, like what people want, mm. um, and it's got something like seven out of ten on Metacritic. Mm. Is it not... good? Have you played it? I haven't played either yet. No, no. I was looking at them last night, thinking because they're on the Steam sale, the Halloween sale at the moment. So I was considering. Are they? considering playing buying one of the two i didn't know which because i want some dungeon keeper fix chris but... loads up steam <laughs> <laughs> the problem with any of these things is that i <clears throat> whenever there's a game that is trying to be like ones from the past like if they're trying to remake a theme hospital or something is that i invariably end up disappointed because it isn't just the game mechanic it's the nostalgia of the game itself and so nine out of ten times i much prefer just to install and uh, virtual machine and just replay the old game again mm. Mm. it's such a good opportunity like they could they could basically go here are all the things we thought they wanted to do then but couldn't uh, and make them better but instead they always decide to add their own twist you know like Oh well, we're going to make it more about the imp's point of view or something, and you yeah. can only play as an imp. What's something weird? And you're like, well, we're going to add a, a single character that you have to play as. And they always add something which makes it like, ah, that's obviously not what they would have done back then if they could. They would just have had more. They would have more spells, more monsters, more room types. You know, maybe some special items you could pick up if you kill things and stuff. But they wouldn't have made it about a character or a story and stuff. You know, like. Those are things they could have done but didn't. Yeah. yeah. But I feel they take it in the wrong direction. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're both worth checking out, but I don't Ooh. think either is great. That's War for the Overworld and Dungeons 2. So Excellent. people would check those out and talk uh, about them in the as, as much as I really want to keep talking about Dungeon Keeper 2 because I love it so much, I'm going to ask John, <laughs> what, is, what is another game that you keep going back to? 
Uh, this is my my last submission, so this is tough. I'm, Dungeon uh, Keeper one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so much better before. It had all that Windows 3D stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bloody possession spell. <laughs> <laughs> Going to get through a couple of uh, maybes, and then I'll throw you the the final choice. I think. Okay. So the, the Civilization series had a big a big impact on on gaming, and the whole series been pretty good. But I don't think any of them stand out on their own quite enough. But the first ones are innovative, but I wouldn't want to play them again. The later ones, I do sometimes play, but they're quite new games, so I don't play them because they're classics. Uh, I, I need to make a quick shout for Free Space 2, Conflict Free Space. I love oh, those yeah. games. They didn't make my list you know, my, if I'm only asked to pick two, but I love those games. They were awesome. Mm. So it leads me with the Elder Scrolls series. Now, this is the dilemma. Good choice. Do you pick Daggerfall? which was the first one I played, which was just epic. But I don't know if I'd actually go back and play it now because it's quite dated. Um, but it obviously set the whole idea of, like, you can go anywhere in the world. I think the, the world was so big that if you left your PC running and left, you know, uh, a coin on the W key on your keyboard, it would take something like 12 days to walk from one <laughs> to the other in real time. Goodness me. Uh, I, think, I think they said the... the size of the world was half the size of England or something. Um, but obviously, I mean, the majority of it was procedurally generated, so it wasn't... Uh, if you, there were the main quests and some other pre-programmed quests, but a lot of it was, you know, you go to this guild, it's one of ten random buildings, it's one of ten different guys in with a random name, and he has one of a hundred random quests, like go and find 20 boars to kill or something. Um, so while it was a massive game, and there was cool stuff about it, like you could take a loan from one continent and then just jump to another continent and they wouldn't come and catch you because why would they? You know, it's not their continent. Um, and then when you end up going back there later, you get screwed over. But would I go back and play it now? Or do I pick a more modern one like Morrowind or Skyrim? Or Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah, I think... Oblivion would be my choice. I really like Oblivion, but I think in terms of picking the best, Morrowind and Skyrim are two ends of the scale and Oblivion was in the middle somewhere. So <laughs> I feel like I should either go one way and go for the classic Morrowind, which just had some charm about it, which was awesome. Would you replay Morrowind? I think Morrowind would look pretty terrible now if you tried to replay it like oblivion i reckon you could probably get by with skyrim obviously looks fine because it's not <clears throat> that old um but i think morrowind I, I have a real difficulty playing games with 3d if they're over a certain age like uh, top-down games rts is anything you know, from the uh side-scrolling era like on the mega drive no problem today but early 3D stuff like Mario 64 mm. is just like it, Mario 64 is one of those like nostalgic things. It's like, oh, I'd love to replay that game. And then you look at it and just go, oh my God, look at the state of this. Yeah, the uh, PS1 3D games aged the worst, didn't they? Like the yeah. PS1, PS2 era, because the 3D wasn't good enough. Like, it wasn't great. But now, like, something like Oblivion, you can probably play that for a long time before it becomes too ugly to play. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I wonder if Morrowind is on that cusp. Hmm. So, uh, but which one? If I, um, I do like Skyrim because, but then I play a lot of mods. But Oblivion. So it's down to Oblivion or Skyrim, I think. Um, 
I liked Oblivion more because you actually had stats. I really hated the fact in Skyrim they got rid of things like strength, and obviously it was like a simplification too far in my mind. But Oblivion was horribly broken in leveling. <laughs> um, in that if you didn't level with a strategy, you could end up with a really rubbish character. And if you were leveled with a really good strategy, you basically broke the game. Because of the weird thing where if you... What was it? It's kind of if you don't use enough skills of your non-primary skills, you didn't get a very big stat increase. Because like, if you didn't have athletics as one of your skills that made you level, and you didn't, and you did 10 lots of athletics before you leveled, because it was a secondary skill, you could just do as many as you wanted, then it's like, ah, you've done lots of athletics in this one. You get plus five to your dexterity. But if you didn't do any, you got plus zero. So at the end of the game, you could end up with either completely broken characters if you gamed it, or really rubbish characters if you didn't know what was going on. I always judge an Elder Scrolls game by the quality of the Dark Brotherhood quests. Because, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, I'd be quite happy just having none of the game apart from the Dark Brotherhood quests, and I'd be very happy. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I would always choose Oblivion over Skyrim, but it's a difficult choice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play the strategic game. I'm going to go with Oblivion, because I'm, I'm on the fence, and I think... Skyrim has a sorry, Oblivion has the potential to, to top our chart today. So I'm gonna go with Oblivion. Um, and say that is my second game I'll go back and play because awesomely open world, great feeling, Patrick Stewart at the beginning. <laughs> um, and I, I just love the fact that you can replay the game so many different ways. There's bundles and bundles of mods, which also helps replaying and also update updating graphics for nowadays. Uh, and the fact you could do that, I'm being a fighter to this time, and you go through and play it as a fighter, and then I'm going to be a thief this time. It's a very different game. And if you want to buy some horse armor, then uh, they sell it for five pounds. Back before the world really knew what to do with DLC. <laughs> but yes, so Oblivion, I believe, is going to be my yeah. Good choice. My second choice. All right. Is it me again? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So. This is very tricky, again, just because there's so many good games. I thought about SimCity, just because I love SimCity. Yeah, Even the new <clears throat> EA version, I still think is very, very good, and I can play that on my Mac. Um, but I also hate SimCity, because I always think I love it, and then I start playing it, and then I realize that I just run everyone into the ground, because <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't care enough about my city. Because you like, hate people. Yeah, you don't need a police department. <laughs> and with the new one, I always want to play it just because I want to get the drones so that you can get like police drones and ambulance drones. I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. But then you have to build all these stupid structures that I don't like. And I spend a lot of time just demolishing houses I don't like the look of. Um, <laughs> so that one's not going to go in there. Um, although I do want to mention one of the really interesting things they did years and years and years ago, about the time when SimCity 2000 came out, is that there were a load of Sim games. There was like Sim Tower, Sim Farm. There were loads of them. And there was one that I picked up called Simcopter, where you basically no, I remember just fly that. around. You just <laughs> flew around and you do like missions like it might be. Okay, uh, someone's on a stretcher, so you have to pick them up and drop them off. Or um, be a criminal to chase and you put a spotlight on them. Um, and it'd have like a classical music channel, so you just fly around with Ride of the Valkyries, and it was epic. Although it was <laughs> terrible, terrible early 3D. Um, 
But the cool thing was you could export your SimCity 2000 city and then fly through it in SimCopter. That's <laughs> really, really cool. Um, and there was also a great bug in it where um, they sacked a developer, but before he left, he changed it so that instead of getting a brass band at the end when you flew back to your hangar with fireworks, uh, there were a load of men in bathing suits just walking around. <laughs> Going. <laughs> and they had to recall a huge amount of games. Hilarious. <laughs> but I'm not going to put that on. I think I'm going to choose um, a, another series I did think about was Command and Conquer because I loved mm. Red Alert and Tiberian Sun in particular. But I think they'd be terrible to play back now. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go for Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm. <laughs> Specifically, the original roller coaster tycoon with the expansion packs, which were Loopy Landscapes and Corkscrew Follies, I think it was called, um, because they added a load of extra features like better path tools, um, new rides, and stuff, uh, which Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 did. But uh, the, se- uh, the second one made a big change, which I hated, which was that you couldn't, uh, like, when you chose a level, it would either be one where you could change the entrance price or you could charge money to go on the rides you could never do both mm. the original ones you sort of you got to choose how you wanted to do it so it wasn't a case necessarily that i always wanted to you know charge you money to come in and then charge you to go on the rides um although sometimes there are reasons to do that if you've done a lot of theming like have it like a pound or two to get in and then you pay more to go on the rides um but sometimes you just wanted the flexibility to charge in different ways depending on what the landscape was and it never let you do that in the sequel which is why i didn't really get on with it as well but roller coaster tycoon's a great game it took sort of the what was good about theme park and made it much better um i mean i was never very good at creating my own roller coasters i'd generally kill people on it (laughs) it'd be too intense and they'd be too boring and they always seem to end in about 30 seconds so um i was never very good at that stuff but i loved the amount of customization that you could choose different um, buildings, different colors. You could theme with music and stuff. Uh, You could research like a Wild West theme, for example, and then have Wild West music playing everywhere. Mm. You could even make like the little signs all uh, Wild West themed and put little bits around. And sometimes people would walk through the park and go, oh, the theming is really cool here. Mm. And I really enjoyed that. Um, So... Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it apart from that. It's just a really nice simulator. They've got a ton of uh, levels. I've never completed it, um, <laughs> especially with the expansions. They even added like Alton Towers and uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach uh, <laughs> a game that came with one of the expansions. So there's tons of stuff to go through there. Um, and I think there's some modding stuff that I've not really looked into it. But that's a game that I regularly will boot up Windows XP and... Uh, load that on have a, a few games of it the only problem mm. with it was that there was no fast forward button so if it was like the mission would invariably be something like achieve like customer satisfaction 700 by the end of year four and it'd be like okay i've done that by the end of year one and <laughs> i'll speed it up and it's about two hours of real real time <laughs> yeah so i generally just like leave it running in a window and do something else I <laughs> while think- i Right. I think that's a really good choice. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon is is the sequel to Theme Park that people deserved 
because theme park world which i think was the actual the uh sequel yeah. to theme park was just dreadful royalty coaster tycoon just took everything to the next level and it stripped out a lot of the you know the bullfrog traditionally did cartoony stuff like because you know dungeon keeper is, is the same um and that's fine but roller coaster tycoon actually stripped out the cartooniness kept it fun made it a little bit more serious and it it really i think appealed to to more like the sim city generation people who mm. actually wanted to create something really good um and and i think roller coaster tycoon really did that i actually if I was going to choose one in the series, I'd probably choose Roller Coaster, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. A lot I of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the third you one. You can get that on mobile now. You can get that on the iPad completely untouched by free-to-play stuff. Mm. Oh, nice. And I have downloaded it, but I've not played it. Um, I... But there is Roller Coaster Tycoon 4, which is a freemium packed uh, show. That's um, a shame. But there is a new one coming. I think it's called Roller Coaster World. I might be wrong. Right which I saw a, a video of it the other day um, and it's coming next year and it looks amazing. Like mm. it's really, really nice. They've taken essentially Rollercoaster Tycoon 3 and then gone and stuck it in a modern engine so you can do things like curved paths and really interesting, clever roller coaster structures that you build yourself, that kind of stuff. So it's well worth looking up. I remember when I spent a long time, probably hours. I made two roller coasters that that sort of intertwined each other, and the piece de resistance was that both of them, um, basically, they were both completely unfinished, and so on both of them, the roller coaster would go down into a dip and then shoot up and shoot off the end of the track, and I actually had the two ends pointing at each other so that they would like the two cars would basically fly off the track. And then have a mid-air collision. It was brilliant. <laughs> I remember spending three hours uh, in your room, Chris, playing Rollercoaster Tycoon 3 because you, you'd showed it to me. I think it was actually you were showing me that rollercoaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you showed me that you could do fireworks and music. And I remember us spending hours sinking up a roller coaster. It might have been that one. I think it was, it was the Black Eyed Peas, wasn't it? The Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, Let's Get It Started. And yeah. we had like. As the roller coaster would go through, we timed it with the fireworks so they shut up from the sides of the track. Yeah, was... I remember that. I remember that really well. And now, uh, that's an excellent, another excellent memory. You're bringing the really good memories to the table today. That's a really good choice, roller coaster tycoon. Um, I'm aware that we are pushing on for time a little bit here, and I don't want to massively overrun. So I think I'll choose. I'll go through one more game, shall I? And then we'll wrap it up. Yep. Yeah. Then we'll try and pick the best. Yeah. I mean, I. I've got a few on my list still, actually, because there wasn't. I, I kind of imagined that we would have a lot of crossover, which we haven't really had. Um, so I'll do some. I'll do some notable mentions. Um, I, I was very tempted to say Starcraft, the original Starcraft, um, because for I think that game for me was what Warcraft Three was for John. Um, I could go back and replay Starcraft again and again and again. I absolutely loved it. Um, I was also going to mention uh, GTA San Andreas, which oh. is. A, a, a Grand Theft Auto game that again I could just go back to but actually I bought it on Xbox Live for a, about a fiver and it it has suffered graphically it's it's <laughs> quite difficult to play when 
you've got yeah. all of the wonderful gesticulation in the characters, but they haven't got any fingers. They've just got like cheap. They've got door wedges for hands, and it's like it really makes it difficult to play. But there was some phenomenal I, I, voice talent in that game. I bought it on the iPhone. Yeah, and it's just terrible. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah, it's like the original GTA Three. I played for hours on PC. Absolutely, yeah. hours, yeah. days, and um. You know, a game that I've played again and again and again, I've sunk hundreds of hours into this game, um, and I even named my son after a character from this game, um, <laughs> is Dragon Age Origins. Um, but I'm not going to choose it, but I, I loved that game. That was my favourite mm-hmm. RPG like, of, of all time. Game. I just absolutely love it. Um, I was actually, I was, I was playing Dragon Age Origins through, I think for the first time, when my wife was pregnant and that's why and we were choosing names and that's why i just settled on alistair because i just had him in my party at the time and i was used to hearing his name and i quite liked it and <laughs> said what about alistair that's quite good um but i think i think the game i'm gonna choose is a little bit controversial maybe um but it's a game that i have put some years into and and i i actually it's not a game that I will just keep. It is a game that I go back to sort of like once every couple of years. Um, but I, I like, it's not one that I play and then I have to, and then I sort of get bored of it because it's too old. It's a game that I have to like physically quit myself from playing. I'm like, oh, I, I think I, I know what this is. Yeah. Going to be. I, I mean, I would, I consider myself a recovering addict from this game, but I just, I love it so much. And that game is World of Warcraft. Oh, it's wrong. Yeah, what were you going to thinking? I was, I was thinking The Sims. The Sims. Well, that's true. That would have been a notable mention. Um, but I mean, I I love World of Warcraft so much, and it, it, the, what made me think of it was actually um, because of all of this Halloween stuff that's going on. What with it being Halloween, um, like they used to do such good in-game seasonal stuff, and I was just thinking, it just made me think like the, this time some years ago when I was still playing Warcraft, I just everywhere you go all the towns would just have halloween decorations everywhere and there's there's loads and loads of halloween themed quests um and i just you know they 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 really put a lot of effort in um world of warcraft i suspect is a game that neither of you have played is that right i've played like one character up to level eight but because i didn't really have a group of friends to play with i think it didn't grab yeah. me. you know i think it's charged playing it with friends I have never played it. No, I mean I have I've sunk hours and hours of my life into this. In fact, I gave the first time I managed to quit. Um in fact like when when you give up it's just because you suddenly realize that you've been paying a subscription for a couple of months and you haven't really logged <laughs> in. This is a thing that if if it if it was free to play, I would still be playing it all the time. It's just I can't justify spending sort of I think it's now 10 pounds a month um on a game if I'm if I'm not really going to have time to play it. Um the it's first one of those time... games where you need to be at like university where you can yeah. just sit and yeah. do nothing else. Absolutely. Now that I have like a job and a family and <laughs> and things like that, I just can't really justify the time. But the first time I quit playing it, it was fine. I went for a couple of years and then they started doing those adverts with Mr. T. Remember those? <laughs> And like it just watching those adverts just made me twitch. Like oh, I, I love I love World of Warcraft, Warcraft so much. And I just I just I remember I I um, oh and then then um, 
Blizzard are very clever. They occasionally send you an email and say, oh, you haven't logged into World of Warcraft for a couple of years. Why didn't you have 10 days free? You go, <laughs> okay, you just know that you are signing up for another few months when you, when you follow that. <laughs> I think I got one of those about the time of the, of the Mr. T adverts. And so I logged back in and it just, everything was just so warm and comfortable and familiar. And I just, I think I, I played for another sort of year to 18 months after the Mr. T episode. Um, at the moment, I think I haven't played Warcraft probably for a couple of years. And at the moment, as I say, I don't really have the time to go into it. So like like I say, a bit of a controversial one because it's not a game that I do like to dip back into. It's a game that I have to stop myself from playing because I know that if I played it again, it would be a couple of months that I was playing it for. But yeah, so that's that's my one. That's my You're last one. You're getting the shakes just sitting there now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it does. I do think I think about it all the time. You know, I really do. It is like a drug. <laughs> It is like some horribly addictive substance, um, World of Warcraft. And I think that you will find that there's a lot of people out there who would say the same. Um, but no, I, 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 it, it will always hold a special place in my heart. If I had to just, if I had, could only play one game ever again, it would, almost, <laughs> it would definitely be World of Warcraft, I think. But, I have one game which I've forgotten about that deserves an honourable mention. Yeah. Just because while you were speaking about it, it reminded me of us playing it for hours, yeah. which is um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember distinctly doing it, and uh, I, what was the first planet called? I think it was called Taris. Taris. And I remember your shock that I had managed to get Dark Side Mastery before <laughs> I'd left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, and not, uh, even now... Um, I, I will still use Taris as as a uh I can't think of the fancy word that I want, but I use I use Taris as a as a word that I to describe something that just takes an excruciatingly long time to finish. You had about twelve hours of gameplay on Taris before you could actually go off into the galaxy. And like four hours of that you didn't even have a lightsaber. Yeah. Like, horrible guess. game. It's in the bloody vibra blade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Awesome. Um, uh, we're we are actually we're pushing up to the hour count here um, on the show. So let's let's choose a game. Let's, choose, let's, let's pick. Let's pick the pinnacle. Which is the pinnacle? Do you think? If we had to, all of us pick one. We're going to Desert Island. All three of us. We only get one game with us. Dungeon Keeper I'm, Two. I'm going to say Dungeon Keeper Two because it's the only one that we've said that we would replay. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, we've actually written it in our show notes to say we need to do a live play session of this game. That's true. But yeah. we didn't say that about any of the others. So, by virtue of the fact that the three of us are going to play it together, makes me think that that is yeah. the champion. So there you go. You heard it here Dungeon first, Keeper guys. 2. The best PC game of all time is Dungeon Keeper 2. Cool. Available on GOG.com for about $5, I think. So, that's. That's well, check exactly. out the really cool version that they put on iOS. <laughs> yeah. If you've got eight hours to spare waiting for your uh, yeah. through one piece of wall. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> nice. Well, that was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I think it's probably a good idea to wrap up um, while we're approaching the hour mark. Um, I think it's probably a good point to mention the website, of course, which is www.thedivide.co.uk. Um, where you can get all the show notes and you could presumably download this episode or will it only be available through iTunes? We haven't figured that out yet because obviously as we're recording it, there are no shows available for download. But 
I think we'll we'll allow the non-Apple plebs to have a download yeah. link. Okay, good. Although Be- after calling vetoed. on that, they probably won't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't want to listen to our show. Okay, and we don't when, want that sort of listening. And um, <laughs> uh, we are going to do. We're going to try and do the show fortnightly. So. Uh, I, I have no idea what date this is going to go out, but whatever date it goes out, two weeks from here, there'll be another one. Is that sound about right? Yeah, sounds good. I think the current goal is to get a show out every other Wednesday, right? Yeah, so okay. Sounds awesome. Every other Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, wicked. Cool, guys. Well, I think that's a, a really good place to wrap up today. And so I think we'll just say thanks very much to you guys out there for listening. And also thanks to... John and Ben, I've really enjoyed having a chat with you guys today and it's been really good uh, talking about these wicked old games. Agreed. Thank you very so much, Chris. Yeah, Thank you're you welcome. Ben. Your dungeon heart is under attack. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time on The Divide. Bye. <laughs>